worry about what are they trying so hard to hide. From King 5 News, this is The Sound. I'm Ryan Takeo. This episode, state lawmakers exempt themselves from the Public Records Act. Investigative reporter Chris Ingalls talks about why it matters. The great power that you have as a citizen of Washington is that you can put in that request to that big agency and they are under law required to respond to your um, public records request. And a Democratic state representative details why he voted for it. I'm Ryan Takeo. This is The Sound. It's rare that a bill moves this quickly and with such overwhelming bipartisan support, but this one passed within minutes as the vast majority of lawmakers voted to hide their old records from the public. You wrote an email to the two co-sponsors. Do you mind reading that for me? No, not at all. Chris Ingalls is a King 5 investigator. Senator Sharon Nelson and Senator Mark uh, Schossler are the two sponsors of this bill, one Democrat, one Republican. And I said, this this email was to Senator Nelson saying, I've been a reporter at King TV for 23 years, most recently working in the King 5 Investigations Unit. Every day I am requesting, reading, and searching for public records to understand how public agencies are operating. These records are vital to my work and to the basic premise that we have an open government. So I write to you in opposition of Senate Bill 6617, which would basically close off our access to public records of the Washington State Legislature. I sincerely hope that this bill will be defeated and that you will withdraw your sponsorship. Why did you send that? Well, I want them to know that we're out here and that we, I want them to understand the importance of shutting off that avenue to information. These are records that are available to any citizen. So I do this in the course of my job, but I have no extra authority, no extra power. I'm using the same Public Records Act that any other citizen can use. The only thing that you and I have that's a little different than the average citizen is a bigger platform, right? We can put it out there and more people will see it. But I rely on the same tools in the Public Records Act that any citizen can use. You brought some show and tell. Yeah. This, so this is a pile of records from a story I've been working on for two and a half years. To forge compliance reports, the official document that tells the court that a defendant is attending treatment. It raised serious questions about whether defendants were in counseling at all. I mean, there's hundreds of pages here. And then there's all these disks that have hundreds of pages more. So this is all related to stories I've been working on about um, problems at drug and alcohol treatment clinics in Washington State, and that's the power of the Public Records Act, because they're legally required to do that. My name is Michelle Earl Hubbard. I am a media law attorney at Allied Law Group in Seattle. I'm the attorney who is representing the media organizations in their public record lawsuit against the legislature that is being used as the excuse for the bill that they crammed through last week. King Five among the media organizations that filed a lawsuit against the legislature and won in court. But this new fast-tracked bill tries to undermine that ruling. Can you do a brief recap for me on uh, when this lawsuit started and just a couple of the key points along the way? Several news organizations have been asking for records from the legislature for frankly, for a couple of years now, but definitely during last legislative session, uh, asking for things about harassment complaints by people who interact with legislatures, including lobbyists, uh, as well as records of, you know, 
that were created in response to that, showing what the legislature actually did in response to those complaints. And then, as well, they wanted to see who was influencing legislative decisions. And so they asked for emails and text communications with people related to legislation so they could see what are they being told by people, what is influencing their decisions on certain legislative steps. And that's something that has been produced by local officials for the last 45 years. There's a number of cases that have gone all the way to the Supreme Court about text messages of public officials at the local level, uh, and it's become a common understanding. And they kept getting stonewalled with this answer coming from counsel up for the legislature saying, we find that we're not covered by the Public Records Act. We think that we exempted ourselves, and we don't have to give you anything, but here's a few things we've choosing to, we're choosing to give you, uh, and then basically go away. So in December of 2017, Judge Lanise had a very long hearing where he uh, was fairly clear at the end of that hearing where he was leaning, and he made it known that he was leaning towards finding that we were right on the, the request that individual legislatures, individual state legislative offices, were subject to the act. Fast forward to February 22nd, when Senate Bill 6617 was introduced by State Senate Majority Leader Sharon Nelson and State Senate Minority Leader Mark Schessler. One day later, without any public hearings, the bill passed the State Senate and House. But the fact that they wanted to push it forward without us knowing about it, us being the public, says a lot about um, their motivation to push this through, their concern that if they were to do this in the normal course and with us in the room and us having input, that it may not get through. And I also think they wanted to deprive their membership of the time to evaluate this and test this and ask questions. Political reporter Natalie Brand, thanks for being here. Of course. So give me a sense of, of how quickly this moved through both chambers down in Olympia. Yeah, and it's rare for a bill to move this quickly, and that's why I think we were all kind of shocked last week when it had a very rushed work session, uh, very brief hearing. Yeah, it only took basically two days to make it happen. And then it was on the floor that next afternoon, and literally within minutes it passed in the Senate and then over in the House. And so this was something that a lot of lawmakers, the vast majority, agreed to and were ready to just move very quickly on the floor with very little public debate, kind of just pull a fast one and get this through. Uh, Washington's public disclosure law, which was passed by voters, put forth a a certain set of rules that local municipalities and different agencies have to follow. And the Washington state legislature is saying that that same set of rules should not apply to them. You know I'm recording the audio. Great. Record away. Okay. I interviewed state rep Jerry Paulette. He voted for the bill to move forward last week. We have one staff person each. We're part-time legislators. State agencies are required to be open 30 hours a week. We don't, many of us don't even have offices out of session. And the argument on that side uh, from the lawmakers who support this measure is that um, they don't have the resources. You mentioned that the way this was fast-tracked in just a couple of days is fairly rare. Mm-hmm. There is also an emergency provision, so it kicks in right away and not you know, over the course uh, you know, after... Uh, several weeks. How rare is that? Well, it's, I mean, it's, that's intended for 
you know, very serious matters or disasters or, you know, it it kind of it represents the fast action the legislature is trying to uh, move through in response to a court case that, you know, could overrule them, right? This has been appealed up to the state Supreme Court. And so they're kind of trying to beat the court process, it seems. Um, and because uh, the judge who ruled that the, the most recent ruling was in favor of the media organizations that joined together, the coalition, the journalists, and the of public. Of which King 5 is a part of. Of which King 5 is a part of. Um, they're trying to take swift action to undermine that ruling. The retroactivity and the emergency clause, I don't think can be described as anything but an attempt to void Judge Lanise's order. With all due respect, Representative, that could have been done without putting this emergency into an emergency effect. No, um, with all due respect, I think you don't understand the emergency clause um, is vitally necessary because on July 1st, all these records are going to be open and the House and Senate, because they haven't had any public records staff, they don't have any rules for how long records have to be retained or how to disclose records, how to gather them, how to respond within five days. We had to have an emergency clause so that uh, the legislature could get to work and hire staff immediately. Judge Lanisa's ruling, the way that he tried to apply it to us, would suggest that my office is uh, an individual agency. While Senator Jamie Peterson argues it's a matter of resources and constituents' privacy, local governments in the state, big and small, have to follow those same public disclosure rules. Meanwhile, supporters of the controversial bill passed Friday point out the new legislation expands access to some additional records starting in July of this year, but the same bill shields documents prior to that date. Before I went to law school, before I became a media media lawyer, I was on your side. Again, media lawyer Michelle Earl Hubbard. And I always knew when they shut the door in my face, when they hung up on me, when they told me I couldn't have whatever was in that file cabinet, it must be really bad for them because otherwise why would they fight so hard to keep me out? And that really has never proven false. Every time they fight so hard to keep us away from something, it's because whatever is there is really going to be hurtful and damaging, possibly illegal. There's some reason that is big enough to put the public's, you know, ire against them up against it. And, and it just makes me worry about what are they trying so hard to hide? What are they saying to the people influencing legislation? What are they being told? That they're fighting and going to this length to keep us from seeing seven months of text, seven months of email, seven months of calendars, and the sexual harassment complaints. There have been different people calling out the legislature as if it has something to hide. How would you respond to that? State Rep. Paulette again. Well, I think we're going to disclose now two of the most important categories of records that the news media, according to the things the news media has been asking us for, and the public, our constituents, want to see. But but from yeah, you're I talking about agree. in the in the future. You're talking about I, in the I, future. I but as far as passing it over the course of forty eight hours, well, you know, my legislation, the bill I introduced, wouldn't have exempted our prior records. Um, I think we shouldn't um, act as if there's 
you know, I can't speak for others. I voluntarily disclosed all the records requested by the news media, which led to this lawsuit. And I did so immediately because I had nothing to hide. Um, I don't know what other legislators have in their emails, et cetera, and I can't speak to that. But um, I was the first legislator of just three who voluntarily disclosed everything. And I'm very proud of that, and I had nothing to hide. And I've tried to encourage my fellow legislators to think about how this looks, because I think that the process was awful doing this without any hearings. And I think that um, not having court review of any decision that might lead to withholding records is wrong. And there's nothing wrong with having set up the system to respond to requests and then um, respond to requests that included uh, things like existing investigations of misconduct. I frankly do not understand decisions to try to unveil something and pass it um, in 48 hours. I think that was wrong, and um, it doesn't matter what the substance is when it looks like you're doing something undemocratic. But but you agree with the with what's in the bill? I'll be back to try to improve this bill, um, but to vote no would have meant leaving things as they were with no disclosure at all. Remember, State Rep. Paulette believes the legislature has been exempt for decades, but as Michelle Earl Hubbard points out, a superior court judge has already ruled in favor of the media. A very atypical way to operate in a democracy, to try to take away the power of a sitting judge and a sitting court order of a different branch of government, to sort of get a get-out-of-jail-free card for yourself uh, at public expense without allowing any of the normal checks and balances or any of the transparency to go into it. The justification for this bill that they're selling to the public is just simply not true. There was no emergency. There was no cost to the public as a result of this. The cost to the public comes from them hiring private lawyers from multiple law firms and paying lots of money to fight a case that they could have resolved by saying, you know what, here's my seven months of calendars, here's my seven months of text and emails. I have nothing to hide. Um, a number of other legislatures did that, but the four leaders were unwilling to do that. But they could have ended the lawsuit on day one had they chosen to do that, and they didn't. We've never seen a legislature try to do that before they have a final judgment against them, and they're trying through a law they make to overturn that judge's decision. That's just a huge separation of powers problem. Uh, there's no checks and balances. Lots of bad things in addition to ethics law violations, I think, in those activities. A few of them said they objected to the process. They went along and voted yes anyway. And I see this as just a huge betrayal of the public's trust. It's also a very atypical way to operate in a democracy, to try to take away the power of a sitting judge and a sitting court order of a different branch of government, to sort of get a get-out-of-jail-free card for yourself uh, at public expense without allowing any of the normal checks and balances or any of the transparency. Some people are trying to sell this as, oh, we're doing something when we weren't doing it before. Maybe that's they would now voluntarily choose, but they always could have done something and under Judge Lanisa's ruling, we already have a court order saying, no, you actually have an obligation to do far more 
you're choosing to narrow that and you're choosing to take away that um, and give us what you want to give us when you want to give us, but only if we agree we don't have any way to, to challenge you on that and to enforce it. What does this bill, soon to become law, looks like, um, mean to your current case that's uh, that King Five is a party to that uh, may have found its way to the state Supreme Court? So I still hold, so first of all, I still hold out hope that the governor will veto this. He still has the chance to do the right thing. And he has done this in the past, even with veto-proof margins, where there have been bills that have proceeded to a vote without the proper level of transparency. And for that reason alone, he's vetoed them. And I would ask that he do that um, and, and protect the people he's supposed to serve. Make it go back for a do-over make them reconsider at least some of the parts, at least give the breathing room to the individuals who are forced to vote on this without a whole lot of time to consider it. So I'm not convinced it's going to become law. I know that's probably naive, but again, I just hold out hope that the people we send to Olympia went there for the right reasons, understand the very strong obligations they have to their people they serve, uh, and that that should override their service of their leaders, self-interest. Um, so that's first part. Second part, this won't do anything to our lawsuit. We have a final judgment from a trial judge against the four leaders, and that is still valid, that is still enforceable, that is now on appeal, that will continue on appeal. So this is a, a story where obviously um, the media, media types, investigative reporters like yourself um, and because there is a, a lawsuit that King Five is a, a party to, um, some out there might say, oh, you know, you have a dog in the fight and you might be reporting on this unfairly or not objectively. Where is that line for you? Yeah, and I think that um, that's always a fair question, first of all. Investigative reporter Chris Ingalls again. Secondly, I would say to me, as, as opposed to advocacy, it's merely a, it's more a matter of awareness. We sort of do this thing in the background as part of our job here as journalists. Um, but people may not realize the importance of the public records law until they need it. And a lot of citizens just don't use it in a day-to-day world. But the, the great power that you have as a citizen of Washington is that you can put in that request to that big agency and they are under law required to respond to your um, public records request. And they have to give you an answer within five days telling you, hey, we re- we got your request. Here's how long we think it's going to take to respond. Now, they may turn you down and that can be frustrating. But that's the power that citizens have that is potentially being lost here. We reached out to the bill's co-sponsors, State Senate Majority Leader Sharon Nelson and State Senate Minority Leader Mark Schessler. We did not hear back. The Sound is a production of King 5 Media in Seattle, Washington. I'm Ryan Takeo. This is The Sound.